Well, it's quarter to seven p.m. And I'm speaking to you from Vernon, British Columbia, Canada, Okanagan Valley. <coughs> nice to see you. Nice to be here. Uh, what I wanted to just mention today is something I was thinking about. And uh, I thought I would just pass it on. You know, <clears throat> when Jesus left this planet, you know, and said he was seen by 500 people and his disciples many times. And I forget how many days he was there. 40 days or something like that. Until he finally left. And as he was rising up in the air, he, he told his disciples, he said, do not be deceived. That was the last thing he said to anybody on this planet. He said, do not be deceived. <clears throat> now, I want you to think about that. That is a, a that was said like, what, two, over 2,000 years ago or around 2,000 years ago now, I guess. Maybe it's not quite, I'm not sure. But anyway, that was the last message to this planet. And, you know, that's pretty important. I mean, that you really meant that, I guess. Now, when you think about it, the, the people in this world right now, and your neighbors, your children, your brothers, your sisters, your husband, your wife, yourself could be deceived. And the problem is that people, unless you're very, <clears throat> very honest with yourself, is uh, realize whether you are deceived or not. Because I think most likely one of the worst things that can happen to anybody is self-deception. You actually deceive yourself into something that's wrong. Now I only know one way not to do that. If you listen to someone else, or in this case where they're living in a world of media, 24 hours a day, and they all have their own uh, opinion and their own reason for telling you to do this and do that and believe this and believe that. I think you can be deceived. I decided, uh, I don't know how long ago, but it's, it's a while ago now, a couple of years anyway, that I was not going to trust anybody. On, you know, no human beings. <clears throat> I wasn't going to trust my wife, my brother. Well, I mean, I don't have a brother anymore. He's dead. But uh, my children, people I work with, people I know, people I visit. No, I'm not. I don't say anything to them. I mean, I can say what they want, I guess. <clears throat> and I decided that the only thing after all these years that has proven to me is that you cannot trust that. That's not trustworthy. 
<clears throat> and the only thing I can trust is what God the Father has said in the Bible and through his prophets and whatever. And also what Jesus, the words that Jesus said while he was on this planet for 33 years. You can get that in a red letter Bible if you want, and then you know exactly what he said. Now, that's, that is, right now, is the only thing I trust because, uh, you know, I listen to what other people say and stuff, and I, I, I don't, also, sometimes I kind of do what they kind of suggest because I kind of think, well, you know, maybe they are right, but, uh, you know, not because I'm believing them. I mean, I have to decide that on my own. But, <clears throat> As far as trusting things, that's the only thing you can trust, and the only thing I can trust. And I think that's the safest way of everything, is, uh, <laughs> I mean, it is so important what you believe. I guess that's why God says, you will not come into my kingdom unless you believe that I sent my son, I decided, we decided that before the world began. That wasn't something taken lightly. Before the world was even here, it was decided that Christ would be the Lamb of God and would be, would be slaughtered, killed. So, huh. God can't lie. He's not a man. Can't lie. Jesus never lied. The only one most likely in the world that never lied. So it's very, I, I think that's basically very important. And not only that, but knowing that saves you a lot of wondering what to think and try not to be swayed by man and politics and preachers and whatever. I mean, if preachers preach from the Bible and only and whatever, that's, I guess they, they can do that and that's okay. But if they're coming up with their own ideas and their opinions doesn't mean much. And the problem is it's so dangerous what you believe that that could be the destruction of you. Absolute eternal construction, uh, uh, destruction. That's how dangerous that is. And, you know, when I finally, I think I was just about, I guess, 80, 80 years old, practically, before I decided actually what I believed in. And that, to me, was a, huh, you know, I thought, my gosh. I used to run into people, we'd talk about something, and I'd say, well, what do you think happens to you, or whatever? Oh, I don't know, I don't know. Huh. I said, do you think you go to heaven or something? No, I said, well, I don't know. Well, that was the, the thing, I mean. 
Good grief, I went to church, to the Lutheran church for 60 years practically. Not as much, you know, towards the end, but I did go quite a bit to start with. And that's all I heard is, oh, he's in a better place now. She's in a better place. If he's in heaven, she's looking down on us, you know. And I used to think, I don't know. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. And that's, you know, total, total BS. You know, I can trust what Jesus says. And Jesus said, nobody has gone to heaven except the one who comes from there. He said, when you die, you go to sleep with your fathers. That's how he said it. You know nothing. You, your spirit goes back to God who gave it to you when you were conceived. It goes back when it's resurrected. Jesus calls that spirit back, I guess. And I guess everything is there. You're whatever, it's all there. <clears throat> you know, uh, you are so wonderfully made just to live in this world. I have no idea, and no one else has any idea, what kind of a body you would have in the world to come after you're resurrected. It's not a physical body. It's a spiritual body. But it's way better than this body. And it's eternal. It has life in it. It doesn't have to do anything to keep life. God gives you eternal life in you. And, I mean, that's hard to grasp and hard to figure out, but that's what it says. That's not what I say. <laughs> I have no secret messages for anybody. <clears throat> but uh, a body, you know, uh, this body is, is absolutely amazing. I mean, it's made, made up of hundreds and billions of cells of all kinds who, when you were created, start with a couple of cells and multiplied, multiplied, multiplied over and over again into little clumps of this and that. And they all went into certain places and they all developed this and another one developed that. Oh, man. You know, it, it's way beyond anything that you know, evolution, what a silly, absolutely stupid, anti-God idea that is. And it, they can't prove it anyway. But, being that they, well, being that a lot of people are, are anti, anti-Christ, anti-God, they will, they try to believe that. They don't believe in God. Now, which is a very sad thing. I mean, how can that be? I mean, you know, but God gives people free choice. And that's the problem. So, I, I really wondered lots of times is how is God going to deal with the world. 
I can see him dealing with uh, the white race mostly and the church people and, and uh, people. That, but <laughs> Jesus said that nobody can come to the Father except through me, he said. Now, he didn't say, oh, sir, these people can come through me, the rest can't. No, he said, no one can come to the Father except through me. And then there's places where basically I think it says or indicates that some people have been predestined somehow from the beginning. God knew them from the beginning. But what happens to all this Chinese people? India, Philippines, and all that stuff, Buddha, and I mean, what happens to that? That's billions of people. There must be a plan. God must have a plan, you know, of some kind that we don't understand that they get a second chance to understand because they never, they didn't know anything about Jesus Christ anyway. You know, there must be a plan of some kind to allow people who just never knew and couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't hear it. People have to hear something before they can even believe it. But it's something that I guess I'll never figure out. I'll never, and I'm sure you know no one else will. You won't. I won't. I won't be able to figure that out. And the only way we'll ever figure it out is if we ever get to that point where God tells us. That'd be the only way. <laughs> and who says things aren't pretty interesting or getting pretty interesting? I mean, day by day, things, there isn't two days the same in my whole 80, just about 89 years now. I've never had two days the same. Never. Every day is different. Now, when you think God can do that because he's, he's so powerful and so great. I mean, great is a, a weak word for that. He is, you know, way beyond how, what we can even understand. When they say that no two snowflakes are the same, they have a design in them. Well, I'll tell you, I live in, born and lived in Canada. And I've seen a lot of snowflakes. <laughs> a lot of snowflakes. And I have to believe that, that no two are the same. But then, of course, <laughs> there's close to about 8 billion people now, seven, 7 to 8 billion, I don't know, on this planet. And they say there's not two the same. <laughs> and... That's most likely very true because in nature, I mean, there is an unending variety of things. 
unending. Flowers and trees and But the thing is that, <laughs> you know, every day that you get up is a new day. There's no question about that. And it's a different day. It can be a good day or it can be a lousy day. But it's not the same. And you're not the same. Your body changes a little bit every day. <clears throat> and the planet changes every day. I guess right now I don't know how many thousand species have disappeared on this planet. Thousands and thousands. Way less than what they used to be. <clears throat> now, with all that's going on in the world, you could get pretty pessimistic and you know, it's pretty easy to do that. But when you think of the actual plan that God has for this planet and all the people on it, you got to shake your head and say, Huh, I sure never thought of that. <laughs> and thank God for that. And I guess. We start out this way for the simple reason I used to think when I was maybe 15 years old I started thinking that I was here and I used to think like I thought well people were here like on a two-week vacation on this planet and they were here to make up their mind about things what they believed in and what they had two weeks to do that well the two weeks maybe, you know, maybe 70 years. But I, I, I mean, I thought that for a long time. I didn't, I didn't have to get old and whatever. No, I thought that when I was very young. And uh, so, I mean, I'm sort of glad that that worked. Yeah, and another thing <laughs> while I'm talking here is people, I believe that, that prayer Basically, talking to God, petitioning God, the Father, in the name of Jesus. He says, you got to do it in the name of Jesus. Or, or Jesus said that. He said, anything you ask in my name, my Father will do it. <clears throat> now, people, most likely, I mean, I've done this. I've prayed for, you know, big things. And there's been some big things that happened. Not to me, but to my family, to my son, actually. And, you know, but then I, you know, I started realizing, I mean, God says he knows every hair in your head. Well, if he knows that, he knows where you lost your keys. <laughs> and, you know, whether you should go, dri go driving or not. Or, you know, in other words, what I'm saying is God most likely enjoys or loves doing little things just as much as big things and he's capable of being everywhere at once and uh, being able to hear a million people praying at once or 
a billion, it doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, when you come right down to it, when Christ was crucified, that opened up prayer to every human being. He paid the price for everyone. And that's the most powerful thing there is. There's no charge. There's open 24 hours a day. <laughs> every day and night and whenever. You know, that's a pretty, pretty wonderful thing. And to think that you can, con you can, uh, you can contact the creator of this universe who is an eternal being. Powerful being, all powerful. That you can, you can petition him and talk to him. You can thank him. You can ask for something. You can do all kinds of things. <sighs> you can't really do that with anything else. Nothing like that. So anyway, <laughs> I'll say a little silent prayer for you right now. You don't know what it is. <laughs> but I'll say it. I'll ask God to bless you. It won't hurt, will it? No, ask it in Jesus' name, too. Anyway, that's what we're going to do. And have a good night. Goodbye.